Hello everyone! The clip you're about to hear is from one of our exclusive Patreon episodes on a recent horror release, and just like all of our other episodes, it might include major spoilers for said horror release, so don't listen to it if you haven't already seen it. You've officially been warned. And if you'd like to hear the full episode, just head on over to patreon.com slash horrorqueers and subscribe today. Without further ado, here is your exclusive Patreon clip. That was the most unexpected thing for me. I definitely, in conversations with you and some of the other people that we know who played the games, we all just default assumed that they would be straightforward adaptations of the game. So in a way... I want to applaud these creatives for saying, you know what, we know that that's what people expect and we're not going to really give it to them, but we're going to kind of give it to them in the form of a lot of Easter eggs. Well, and that's the thing. And that's why I was really interested to see what you thought of this show, Joe, because yes, it is filled with Easter eggs. But again, as I said, this is basically a sequel to the game. This show is treating 26 years worth of lore, mythology, characters, monsters, mm-hmm as canon and acting as a sequel to all that. And so I'm watching this like, holy fuck, I'm having a blast with this. But at the same time, I thought, but this also seems very accessible to newcomers in a way that I don't think Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City was. And everyone, y'all can go listen to our episode on that from last year. But that felt very much the uh, uh, like, oh, here's some Easter eggs with no fucking context whatsoever. Hello, Lisa Trevor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and oh, but it's for the fans. And that was like a real excuse for like shoddy filmmaking. And like, as, yeah. as I said in that episode, a distinct lack of energy. I did not feel that here. I felt the energy here and I felt the passion. And there are Easter eggs, but I don't think you have to know what they are to get enjoyment out of this show. So that's where you come in, Joe. Yeah, yeah, it it was interesting because, uh, I mean, I'm not a complete Luddite to the franchise. I haven't played the games, but at this point, I've seen all of the films, and you mm-hmm. and I have had multiple conversations about it. So, you know, I fully messaged you when Lisa Trevor shows up in here, and it is. It's a fucking <laughs> Easter egg. Like, they don't really explain it. It's just a, a horribly disfigured woman who's being abused, basically, by Umbrella. But I mm-hmm. messaged you, and I was like, oh my god, they snuck Lisa Trevor in! <laughs> I was so proud of you. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, you were like, oh my God, he's finally learned. Oh, yeah. so sweet. My sweet baby angels all grown up. <laughs> but no, you're, you are right. This is definitely accessible. I do think it benefits if you have that awareness of the games, because I could imagine people maybe coming into this a little bit cold and saying, wait, why are we calling this new Raccoon City? What happened to old Raccoon City? Why is this set in South Africa of all places? Which was definitely a funny joke to me, because when we were talking about anticipated Easter eggs, you know, you told me, oh, yeah, some of the games are like in really far off locations they do some really weird shit with like a crocodile and yeah. i was like oh well they're they're gonna be like oh remember that incident in africa and that'll be it yeah lo and behold this motherfucker set in south africa <laughs> but that's the thing though so yes i mean like you know it, all these mysteries all these easter eggs so yeah going into even new raccoon city where i'm like okay me as a game player i'm like well i know what happened to old raccoon city but how are they explaining, like, how is Umbrella still working here? Mm-hmm. Whereas for you, it's, I mean, if you haven't played, if you are a Luddite to this franchise, per se, it is an actual mystery. Whereas for game players, it's like, how are we connecting the dots? But for non-game yes. players, it's it just is a mystery. And so this is a real unique beast in that I don't, I've never seen an adaptation 
take this route before and Mm -hmm. that maybe is part of the reason why i'm so fascinated by it like flaws warts and all this show makes some really weird decisions there are some oh boy (laughs) whiplashes that i'm like what is this but again Mm -hmm. it feels very much in the spirit of the game so when you have these awful fanboys who are like that not my resident evil i'm like okay yeah sure it's not doing a direct adaptation but it is a sequel but these campy moments, these silly moments, mutual masturbation lines of dialogue, pretty much everything Evelyn says in this show, because, um, spoiler alert, everyone, Evelyn is, like, one of my favorite characters of all time. Shocking no one, yeah. It's campy and dumb and ridiculous, just like the games are. So these people that are bitching about it, I mean, look, don't get me wrong, the first game is a very fucking scary game, as is mm-hmm. the second one, and... You could kind of go up and down after that because really starting with the fourth game, they started going more action-based, which is why the movies, the the Paul W.S. Anderson movies were like that. Right. So I get that people want more straightforward horror. They want your direct adaptation of the first game. And don't get me wrong, that's what I want too. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, but y'all didn't go see Welcome to Raccoon City. And if you did, you didn't like it. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) 